times at home. Online sales for video games were going through the fucking roof, tripling from 2019. Because obviously, like, more people are spending more and more time at home. So, Twitch, for example, I saw Twitch commercials everywhere. YouTube, Twitch was, like, marketing themselves on their own platform. Uh, they were putting, they were doing a good job of marketing within the Xbox platform as well. That's mine. That's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Mixer could have done the same. Mixer could have taken the time to, like, actually put more money and put more resources into their marketing now that more people are spending more and more time not just playing video games, but watching video games at home. It just didn't happen. I think that was one of, like, the key... the key factors into why they're no longer around. Just my part? Okay. Because at the end of last month, that was it. No more mixer. I had a feeling so like does that mean the fact Microsoft? Because that, that was their platform, right? That was their platform. Meaning that Microsoft no longer has a platform like that. They don't they don't have anything to replace Mixer with. Switch is still key. So niggas can't broadcast no more? Like straight from my game? Not like that, bro. Not like we were used to. It was nice for Xbox users, but do you think like them not having any connection to PS2 effect like Mixer separately? Like as a, as a streaming service. Wait, just by like the fact that like you can't stream Nintendo or like, like you can't stream Switch or PS4 oh, yeah. on Mixer. You think that limited them enough? Yeah, it was pretty limiting for them. I I definitely think that because on Twitch you could you're able to find people playing PlayStation games, PC games, Xbox games, Nintendo, like you said. The fact that it was Microsoft platform specifically for Xbox, it's a good idea on paper, and it's it, you can market that. But ultimately, like they didn't have. You're only getting a third of the market. You're only getting you're only getting a fifth of the market. If you include PC games. If you include PC games, mobile games, game too, right? Well. Like yeah. Wait, you couldn't even do PC on Mixer because you could like that's Microsoft too. Technically, yeah, but you didn't see too many people. If you're on PC, you might as well just have a Twitch. Right. You won't, yeah, there's no, you won't get everybody. Yeah, there's right. no, yeah. There's no, there's no point in going for just mixing no, because you're limiting yourself. Right. So what it felt like to me, I can speak for myself in my opinion. What it felt like to me was that Mixer felt like the outcast of the streamers and the streaming community that found themselves going to Mixer and like finding a place of their own. For the people that didn't find a good place for them, that that wanted to make a career out of streaming. And they didn't think that Twitch was doing what they wanted, or they weren't getting what they wanted out of Twitch. They weren't getting what they wanted out of Facebook gaming. They weren't getting what they wanted out of anywhere else. They found themselves on Mixer. So Mixer, to me, when it left, it felt like this this group of outcasts in the streaming world that kind of came together and made Mixer what it is in the Xbox community. Gotcha, right? Gotcha. And then... And then now, the fact that Mixer is gone, I've seen multiple clips on Twitter, for example, of like people just like crying their eyes out because this is people's livelihood. There are people who was really down for Mixer, who were really down for Mixer, and were putting everyday work and resources, like a regular nine to five, streaming, and instead of just like we have here on Mixer and dedicating themselves to that platform to build a community specifically on that platform. When when Mixer said that you're gone, they gave streamers an option to go to Facebook Gaming. Because Facebook Gaming and Mixer were basically Facebook was swallowing up the community. For me. Is Facebook Gaming not big? I, I, I'm not on Facebook. Like not that. really, no. Facebook, there's a reason why you're not big on Facebook just because like there's no, there's no one on it. No big names. Okay. No, no big names. Except okay. Jada's. Sure. But like, you know, even then, it's not enough to make the platform. I don't know. I still don't go on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Have you ever gone on Facebook to watch people game? Never even thought about Facebook. I've never even associated gaming with Facebook oh, ever. God. There's a reason for that. Ever. There's a reason for that. No marketing, you think, no big names. You think of Facebook games, and those are usually just like annoying, like little like mobile games that like people try to drag you into. So that's, that, when you think of game, that's Facebook's image to me. Yes, there is some of that for sure. I have gone on Facebook gaming just to like see what it was about, 
And it's like... It's like a tenth of Twitch, bro. To be honest with you. A tenth? Yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel... It doesn't feel like they are putting the amount of resources that the community needs to in order to prosper. It just doesn't. It's just not working. Ken Dong, do you do you uh do you know that we're doing a show right now? Now I do. When I looked up, yeah, me me and Mike we started a podcast. Bitch, I'm in this motherfucker <laughs> with Marathon. This is what happens when you surprise when you surprisingly go on live, you know. Uh, but yeah, back to the mixer. Um, why didn't they just keep it? And just say like, all right, maybe we're not gonna like put our, invest so much money into it. But like, since it is integrated with Xbox, just let it run its course. Just keep it on there. They were losing more money than the, what they what they invested in. When when COVID nineteen started, I can show you. I can show you a slideshow that I found on LinkedIn mm-hmm. by a guy that I follow in the in the gaming community. Uh. When COVID-19 started, Twitch numbers went through the roof. Viewership, through the roof. Obviously, right? Makes sense. More people staying at home. I think Facebook giving even went up a couple percentages. Facebook giving went up at least like 10% of viewership and everything. Okay. Mixer, 0.2. Oh, wow. From the beginning of March, when lockdown was starting to happen, until maybe about a month ago, when the streaming, when the platform was still live. It went up 0.2%, bro. How do you explain that to your stakeholders and to your, you know, let alone like your audience members? People what, follow that. People follow that. When people look at the numbers and when you look at the business side of it, it made no sense to keep it. So they let it go. Okay. That's ultimately what happened. I, feel, I hear it. I hear it makes sense. It's just a shame because I feel bad for those streamers that were making a livelihood out of that platform putting time and resources and getting their friends to join it and everything like that and not being able to and just like waking up one day and them getting an email saying hey within a month the platform's over you're no longer going to have a job either you go to Facebook gaming with this little contract deal that we have for you or you can find a way to make it happen for yourself somewhere else go to Twitch and basically that's just like you telling yourself you tell yourself you got cut from the team and now you have to start all over. And you and you hope that your viewers and your community members come and follow you wherever you end up going, whether it's Facebook gaming or Twitch or whatever. That's sad. No, that's, that's tough. That's rough. That is rough. I would even think like, does YouTube have live gaming and streaming? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, YouTube, I, YouTube gaming is also a thing. I, I'd rather go to YouTube than Facebook. There you go. And then that's a lot of you, people did. You're, you're a free agent at that point. A lot of people did. But I was going to say, like, I thought about this because you said, like, the investment they put in. Their biggest investment was, like, signing people. Like, Ninja, like, they gave, like, million, like, 20 million. Ninja was huge. Shroud was another big name. We're in the end of, like, in the end of it all now. Like, yeah, it's cool you sign a big name. But the same thing with sports. Oh, a big name doesn't mean you win. Do you think, like, them signing Ninja and those big deals... Was that like would really destroy them? Because that's the investment you're talking about. They can put that money in like elsewhere. Sure. The twenty Mi- million in Microsoft had money to spend. There's no doubt about that. I would say that it helped them because it got me watching a bit more Mixer. I went on Mixer okay. for a while, and I, I I'm a huge Shroud fan. Like his FPS skills for first person, insane. I I watched that man a lot, but it was not enough. You can't just sign big names like Ewok, who is a, a deaf streamer, a deaf female streamer. And she's huge. she was huge on Twitch. And she signed an exclusive deal to Mixer. And she was another big name, along with Shroud and Ninja, who had to like find another way out. Yeah. I agree I, I, I agree with you. It was it was it was I think it was the right move. I don't think it was enough. Obviously. Because viewership, when you look at the numbers and you look at the graphs compared to Twitch, YouTube just not, just not working. Yeah. And you said marketing, like marketing is half the battle. Like, it's a, a big thing. Like for me, because like I'm on Twitter a lot. Like, if you, if you, if like on my feed, I see clips and highlights of like gaming and mixer, that would have got me. 
at least like to be like more aware of it. I feel like they didn't do that much. Bitch, you can't see it, but I'm thumbing through chip right now. Nigga. That's what we're doing. <laughs> All 2020, we're getting chip and we keeping on getting chip, just like that. But we're going to continue. We didn't, we didn't introduce ourselves this time. We, we were 10 minutes in. Um, you know me. You know Hassan. We're back. Episode number four. This time we got two guests with us. Um, we got yours truly, the double O. Um, he was speaking on Mixer and um, their downfall. And then we got Ken Dog, who's over here thumbing through fans. You know what I'm saying? On air, live. Feel free to introduce yourselves to the people. Whoever wants to go first, you know, go ahead. Hey, this is Sway, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. I'm excited to be here. These just came up on me and told me that they had a podcast and they were trying to get me on it, so... Here I am, and I'm excited. I'm honored. Uh, happy to be here talking life with boys, man. Man, this is boy Ken Dog on the streets. on the music sheets, you feel me? Sparking up some joints, you feel me? Just came over here to kick it with the homies. Lo and behold, they recorded some shit. Took me by surprise, I just came to kick it with my boys. But I ain't got no problem being live, because you know? we always live. We always live, that's right, yes sir. Yes, this is the Mike and Hassan Show. Thanks for, uh, guys, thanks for coming. Viewers, thank you for listening. So, so um, I know when we were off air, Sway, you said you had some questions for me regarding MLB and like their current state with everything going on. Um, shoot what, it. For sure, man. When I think baseball, I think about you immediately. So, I think that goes for all of us, right? We immediately think about Mike at the back of our heads when we think about baseball. You being yeah. such a fan of the sport, you being such a follower, I know you keep up with the trends and the reading and everything like that online. So we were talking off air for a minute, and I was mentioning that, you know, I'm, I'm currently, like, interviewing for social media jobs right now with teams like the Dodgers and everything. And one thing that came up during those interviews is the fact that the, the league at this point currently might not be a thing within a few weeks' time because of COVID-19. We're seeing reports day after day about player outbreaks. Therefore, it's a, it's a domino effect, right? One right. player gets infected somehow, one way or another, and then teams can no longer travel. People and teams have to cancel games. And then now, now we're having trouble with like the scheduling of the teams, with all the games and double headers not being able to happen. Right, right, right. So... What are your thoughts on that? Is basically what I never, what I want to know. It's like, how do you see it going? Being such a fan of the sport and being such an observer, what's your gut feeling telling you with where we're at now and where we're gonna be in like we we could be getting the news next week for all we know. Right. right. Next Monday. Right. You know what I mean? Like saying that the league is no longer gonna be a thing and we're gonna see you next year. And we're gonna try it again next year. Right. Um. Well, initially, bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. Initially. I thought that the season was going to get shut down, especially when I heard that I think it was like 14 to or 18 people in the Marlins facility tested positive for Corona. Like that's 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 tough to overcome in even 10 to 14 days. That's the standard, you know. They um, they say that they have to do what is it? Uh, I think they have to do two negative tests before they can come back, Correct. and they have to be a week apart, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Um, so when it's that many people. Like, how do you go about it? And, you know, then you have the questions, um, you know, they played this team. Who do we, you know, what if this team gets it? What if this team gets it? You know, like you said, the domino effect. Right. Um, and then, you know, we heard about the Cardinals most recently. They had their own outbreak. Um, so, initially, I, I was worried, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. I think we all were. Yeah, yeah. We all were, bro. Um, but now, I'm a little more optimistic just because I'm starting to see that they're tightening up on protocols. Like, initially, guys were, maybe I'd say maybe 10% of the guys wore a mask, maybe, when the, when the season first started. Now, you're starting to see closer to, you know, 40, maybe 50% of the guys wearing masks now. Right. Um, and I, I said it out on Twitter. I was like, it's very simple. You know, you can just give them, like, the ski mask style uh, masks or whatever. And then when they're next to players... 
put them up, you know, in the dugout, clubhouses, uh, training facilities, things right. like that, put it up. But when you're at the plate or you're playing defense, you know, you can pull it down. I'm seeing a lot of guys doing that now, and I think that, you know, that's probably the answer because we haven't seen outbreaks since. So I'm hoping that the league keeps going that direction. More guys start following those protocols, and hopefully they knock this thing out, man, because we all want baseball. To be able to, like, at least finish the season. At least, bro. Yeah, man. And I think we were talking about this off-air, Kenny, too, about, like, the fact that baseball and football are such traveling sports as well. So, like, it's it, it's easier to do it with the NBA because you have less players on a team and you're able to kind of keep everyone. It's an indoor sport, naturally. And you're able to keep kind of everyone kind of in one place unless you're Lou Will. And you go, you know, you... You know what I mean? Like, we all saw that story. You know what I mean? The, Unless you're Lou <laughs> Shit. Man, I was laughing when I saw that story. But, but like, you know, it's it's easier to kind of keep everyone in one place and have different facilities and, and have everything you need to kind of make it as normal as possible in order to finish the season. So I'm excited for the NBA to at least have a playoff coming yeah. soon and everything like that. Because I don't know about you guys, I can speak for myself. When sports kind of went away at the beginning of this of this uh, lockdown, I didn't think that I would miss it this much. Like, that really caught me by surprise. I really ended up missing watching the Lakers and the Dodgers and the Yankees play almost every night. Yeah. Especially during this time of the year. So, like, I had always loved being an observer and being a fan. But, like, I thought to myself that we may not have it for a season. I think I'll be okay. But, no, I wasn't. I was not. I was definitely struggling struggling for a little while. I ran out of movies to watch. I ran out of podcasts to listen to at the time. It was rough for, like, a couple weeks. When it came to sports, it got so deep for me. I was watching old games and shit. Watching yeah. highlights videos just on YouTube, like... Fuck, I miss live ball. You feel me? I miss, I miss the live reaction. I fuck with the bubble shit because it's feeding my need for basketball. You feel me? But it's different without a crowd. You feel me? I, that's I, another thing. That's yeah. a whole yeah, different yeah, aspect yeah. that adds to that. You feel me? There's no longer a home court advantage to play for. None of that. You know what I mean? Watching these. It's interesting how far we've come watching all these virtual fans. Uh, on TV when you get certain angles of the court and everything like that. Like, I've seen some pretty big internet trolls <laughs> pop up. I don't know if you guys saw the last OKC game earlier today, but I was checking it out. Steve, Steve, Adams. Steve, Steve Adams was not playing. <laughs> was not playing, but he somehow, somehow a fan virtually put up a cardboard cutout of his face. And you just saw... Like, you know, the regular fans cheering on, waving on their arms, and you just see a cut board of, like, Stephen Adams Looking sitting so randomly bad. in the corner. Bro, just, like, staring at you from screen to screen. I was like, look at, look, this is 2020. This is really where we're at. We're watching an NBA game right now. That's wild, bro. For real, bro. It's just wild to think about how how we've had to adapt. And, you know, some, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But we're just figuring it out as it goes. Yeah, man. So, uh, last time we were on air, <laughs> Hassan and I talked about things that we've been doing to stay busy during this, this lockdown. Um, what are some of the things that y'all are doing? You know, we, we asked the fans, you know, we'll see what the fans say. Um, but now let's see what, what y'all think. You want to start Kenny or should I? What y'all been up to, man? What you been up to, Kendall? Hey, let, yeah. let the people know. Hey, I want to know what you been up to, Kendall. What's Kendall, the, what's Kendall, the life Kendall, of Jamal Malik? Kendall, I'll say you, you didn't really introduce yourself to the people. You said your name, but you are a recording musical artist. Tell and the a, people and about that. And a great that. one at that. Yes. A great one at that. Let the people know what you do. Let them know the crap. Just simmer down first. <laughs> I've been doing this motherfucker since 2012. You're almost a decade in. Almost a decade in. My first mixtape release party, listening party and release party was at this nigga's house. <laughs> so these niggas been there since day one, literally. Feel me? And I can say 2012, 2020, everything has changed. 
2020 is ironic because it's the same year niggas got 2020 vision. You feel me? We focus, locked in, see shit for what it really is, see the bullshit for what it is. You feel me? And not only that, 2020, clear vision. You got tunnel vision. Niggas up in this room done grown. Not as not only as men, but shit, as human beings. You feel me? And literally everybody in this room is taking shit to another level. Whether that be with your career, your personal, just being a family man, just being a human. Everybody done grown. We ain't little boys and one literally man up in this bitch. With that being said, I done took my love for my craft to another level. You feel me? And I feel like what I got coming is literally going to be my best yet. Because no cap, one thing, the one opinion that RP Pops that he had on my last project was it was my best sounding shit yet, you feel me? With that being said, and me keeping that in mind, if he said that about that, that means my next shit gotta be harder than that shit, you feel me? So that's what I've been working on. Currently working on two albums at the same time. Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm them, excited. Damn, you dropped the bomb. Two, oh, two. You just said two. Wait, uh, wait. Is that, is, that, is that the announcement? Did you just announce that, bro? Two albums at once? Two albums. Oh, wow. Whenever oh. I come, I'm going to come with one, but you already gonna, you already know that the next one is coming right after that. Because wow. with me, me networking with real artists now in this world and becoming friends with this shit, I see what you got to do. Because once you drop something that's heat and you know it's heat, you know they're going to be asking for the, the follow-up right after, you feel me? So why not have it ready? Just mm. work two at a time from now on. So that's that's my new mindset. Mm. You heard it here first on the Mike and Hassan podcast. I'm hyped. It just got really warm in here, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Jesus. You heard it here first. Wow. Two two albums back to back. I guess it's worth the wait. Woo! Is it? That's what's up. Jalal Malik, y'all. Jalal Malik. Yes, sir. Uh, the Great King. <laughs> I love it, man. The confidence. I love it. There you go. From the I city of roses, baby. The rose I grew from concrete out this morning. And then, uh, Sway, what about you? You care about sharing uh, what you got going on, with, with what you do? Who, who's Sway? Who's Double O? Man. What's he up to? Sway Vision himself. I like to think of myself as like the X factor of the group at times. I don't always, you know, these days especially, I don't always show up to all the meetups and everything like that. But when I do, I make it happen and I make an impact. Uh, these days, man, I'm getting used to a new spot. Just moved into a new place, so I'm excited about that. Uh, it happened during the holiday season just before all this went down. So it's been a nice opportunity to kind of like settle in and, and have time to myself and and all that good stuff. Um, but it's been a challenge to like find kind of like new hobbies and everything like that. It's not the same without playing basketball every now and then. It's not the same without coming out to see you guys every now and then and feeling safe about it. Uh, and not having that worry in the back of our minds, you know? But for right now, it's been a lot of, I've been doing a deep dive into like a lot of different music and everything like that and taking the time to like really study albums as a whole and everything. So I'm going back to like classics and everything like that, both in like, and I'm talking like different genres. So like I'm mm -hmm. doing not, I, I consider myself a hip hop head. Just like you guys were all fans here. Mm -hmm. Malik right now is working up, is wearing a Machiavelli shirt for crying out loud. Like we're all fans of the classics, but it hasn't been just hip hop. I'm talking like reggaeton. I'm talking salsa. I'm even getting into like some Mexican old school, like, like, Banda music. Put them on. Put and them on. dude, like it's been it's been interesting having the time to like really just sit down, listen to an album, and like discover a whole new kind of like artist that I've been kind of missing out on without anyone else putting me on. That feels kind of rewarding. You know what I mean? And making playlists and everything like that, which is really cool. So what's uh just a recently with like what's one of like one of your favorites right now, like albums? Favorite albums right now? I went back to a classic of mine from childhood, bro, and I've been listening to a lot of Barrio Fino, Daddy Yankee, his his debut album. And that album for me meant a lot growing up. But growing up, I was listening to it like middle school, kind of elementary. So like I didn't know what half the shit meant. And mm -hmm. 
And now being in young adulthood and going back and and really like rediscovering that album, it not only brings nostalgia to me, but it also brings like a a whole new appreciation for it. So music has been a big thing. Going back and doing kind of like the same thing with movies and everything like that. I got myself an HBO account, so I'm super excited. And going back and watching <laughs> my shows and stuff. So that's been cool. Finding the entertainment and that kind of stuff. A lot of writing. Okay. To kind of like, yeah, get, get okay. you know, same thing. I think we talked about it off air, but like finding that creative outlet. There we go, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. so that's that's been really, really cool. Um, and it's just been like basic journal writing, whatever comes to mind. It could be a poem one day. It could be a diary entry the, the next day. The next day, it could be like a quick note to myself to not forget something. Mm. But I always have it like on the corner of my desk. It's like a little black notebook, literally. Like a little leather black notebook. And I just keep it there. And whenever you want to like get to know, if you want to really want to get to know me, get a hold of that book one day without me knowing. And like you'll be able to like see how my brain works sometimes. It's interesting. Okay. But just being un- like unfiltered. I got you. I actually got a question for both of you now. Um, both artists, and I feel like everyone in this room is a creative in their own way. That's why we're here. What's some of the themes that you always find yourself going back to in like your work, or like what is you like what's like what's the message you're trying to say, either to you or to like your audience? Consistency is key for me. Just being whatever, doing whatever you're doing, especially when it comes to creative outlet. Like if you're gonna be good at it, find the consistency and be able to just grind it. And that's when I find myself doing my best work. That's kind of like the message that I try to like continue to like repeat to myself. I feel that. It, it, I feel that. it just kind of works for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything else, once I have that in my mind, everything else kind of like falls into place. If that makes sense. What about you, Malik? If I were to say like one said like common thing that I keep coming back to, I'll say go hard or go home. Feel me like whatever you it is that, that really made you want to do the shit in the first place. Go back to that. Where were you at back then? If I'm relating it to my situation, it's like, why did people start fucking me in the first place? Start fucking my music, that is, in the first place. What was I on? You say you find yourself listening to classics recently. Like I be listening to classics too. And I be listening to my old shit too. Mm. And I could just hear like, I, I was on some other shit back then. I was just hungry because that's all we had was just recording shit. We didn't have like jobs and shit. All our fun is going to be up in this shit. We're yeah. playing video games with the homies. But other than that, we having fun on these records. So it's like, that's what I need to go back to. I need to go, go back to going hard and making music that not just relates to the common sound right now. Go back to that shit that, that you really love. Like, the shit that you heard that motherfucker. You like, oh my God, like, fuck what sound cool right now. Like, the things this, like that motivated is, you to really get exactly. it going. Okay. Staying, That's what staying, I'm saying. Like, staying inspired. Yeah, and like, staying inspired. I think, I think that kind of goes in, like, hand in hand with, like, a common theme for myself. And that's just, like, being true to yourself. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, like, you just have to know you. Um, and that's the cool thing about like writing and, and recording mm-hmm. or even like if you take pictures, like things like that. One of the cool things about that is it is going back because, you know, it, it's like a time capsule, bro. It takes you, you know, you, you're traveling back to that time. Yes. And, and you like hey, the nostalgia. That's, is that's, just, that's always your past. Anything you wrote. That's if always, you ever go back, that's always your past. And you'll always know exactly how you were feeling, what you were thinking, like in, you know, in your you, own words. In your own words, unfiltered, and like you said, unfiltered, and really, um, no judgment either. Like that's how sometimes I feel, like when I'm doing like maybe like a journal entry or a poem or something yes, like that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, bro. Writing in general, just creating in general, like we're doing now. Um, oh, that's a real moment of you like capturing history. You're, yeah. you're making history. Like, exactly. That's, that, like, that's, that's, the, that's the proof that you exist. Like, because you left, you left something behind an imprint. That shit is literally yeah. a fucking timestamp, bro. And I yeah, listen bro. to the shit, bro. I remember the day that me and this nigga recorded his first song. And <laughs> hey, what's that? What, like, was, what, what song was that again? My rallies, bro. My rallies. I remember my rallies. That's a real classic, bro. I kid you not. Like bro. since the day that you guys have shown me that song. 
It's been in every playlist that I create, bro. <laughs> that's, I like, that, that's really that's different. high school memories. I remember bumping you, that with y'all, like in the car, see, doing whatever we were doing, mobbing. A real timestamp. You play that, it'll take you back to that time. time and that's shit. what we was doing. We was kicking it with my relatives. That's what we was doing. And now with the new shit, it's like I need to make more. Not niggas these days, bro. No cap, they making tracks, bro. Yeah, you just going to the studio. Oh, I didn't even try on that shit. I just did a little freestyle. Woo woo. No, I'm not even trying to do that. Niggas making tracks out here. I'm trying to make records, bro. And with records, they create moments. I want to make moments. Because if I wanted to, you hear that shit. Oh my God, this shit sounds so cold. You type of shit that you going to remember where you were the first time you heard it. Literally yeah. a moment, you feel me? And a moment that's, that's going to create other moments whenever you play around other people. Because I pray to God that this shit end. But as of right now, we don't know when it's going in. So I want to know... Where you gonna be at when this shit was over and that shit played for the first time and you heard it and it was like, oh my god, I remember that shit. Yeah. That was post pandemic. That was one of the best times that we Fresh had in out. five years. Nigga. First day out, pandemic. First day out. Exactly. <laughs> Where <laughs> were you? You know, we're always we're we're all four of us are are uh, active on Twitter right now. Uh-huh. You know what I'm seeing a lot on Twitter? What? Is songs that like take you back to like summer twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. I'm always hearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, so, that was, a, that so, was a great year. That was for a music. great year for music in general. But like, I'm always seeing those tweets like, "Oh yeah, take me back to 2016." Yeah. You know, all that good stuff. It's it's some you know, it's beautiful how it just creates timestamps and how it really, really takes you back. And we gotta keep doing to, that. to memories and moments. And you have to keep doing it too. That's that's yeah. the important part. Exactly. Being consistent, consistent, just like exactly. You said. Consistency is key. Exactly. It's crazy how like all of our ideas go hand in hand. I guess that's we can all we can all relate to that for sure. I agree. One of the main reasons why we all click. Facts. What about you, Hassan? What was the question? What's like a um, a common theme in your writing that you find? Oh man, honestly, just listening, I feel like we all on the same wave because some of y'all said it. It's just like being about that grind and like moving forward and like I don't know. I feel like if I am writing something like. It, like be like a short story I'm working on, even like a, a poem. Not all these, but one of the, like one that I know I do come back to a lot that like I do want to promote is like facing adversity and like overcoming hardship because I feel like that's what life is really about. Like life is fun, life is enjoyable, but like you're gonna face ups and downs. Like no matter like what, like there's gonna be obstacles and like that can also be the fun of life is facing those challenges and overcoming things and winning. So you know. I feel like I write things that like motivate me, inspire me, or like even like will inspire someone else. Like, just fucking go for it. Yeah. Like, give it your all. Try to win. Like, even if it's like something small, like just like just try to go. Like, win. Go for it. And one like way that I thought that I could go harder than the last shit to you know, live up to what he said last. You feel me? Was to. That's, and this is one of the reasons why Pops is going to be named executive producer of both of them. Like, make shit that sounds like he'll be like, damn. Like, because at the end of the day, it's my dad. I know what he like. You feel me? Make some stuff. Not only the type of shit that I like and that makes me fucking no, no cap, no homo get hard listening to the shit as soon as it hit, bro. <laughs> It's like the type of shit that you fuck with, like you bass lines, you feel me? Hard hitting, bass booming, right. got melodies up in that bitch going crazy, maybe some samples, some, some shit, real music. Some real music, bro, that niggas can really smoke to, that we've been smoking to forever, bro. That's why I've been listening to Cushion OJ and all the shit we listened to when we first started smoking. That's the shit I've been listening to lately, too. Back to going real back, saying, going back. So back to him saying, I've been listening to classics lately, getting inspired by what I what what I've been doing. You mm-hmm. know I me? Mean? Mm-hmm. You gotta go back to some classes, and that's gonna help you make more classics. I like that. I like it. You know, I don't know if you guys like really like peep like the music I've had playing in the background. Um, this is some UGK, right and dirty. Um, mm. No Some, cap, something bro. something kind of new to me honestly like mm. i know you ugk and like you know i re- you know just like going like you know artists but going back to like the original stuff like and 
this is like this is like listen this is like why like oh this is why they're a star now because this is like their early work being consistent and like they're really talking about like not even like oh we made it yet like we in the club it's like no we out here trying to get to it mm-hmm. when and like make it sound good with a vibe so you know it's that same thing going back and like what you were just saying like the music you want to make like you want to give it a you a feeling like you hear it like you're like either you're gonna like it's gonna it's gonna energize you or make you think about something like from your past. It's gonna move you in some way, bro. I got one song in particular that's just like when you it's like it's like give you that grimy gotta feel the moment that you said that you're really out here and getting to know other people in the industry. I immediately thought of Couture because I know you're a tight with. Oh man, I'm excited. And I'm a natural Katori fan too. Wow. So his no stuff cap. is awesome. No cap. He's like my biggest mentor at the, to this point. That's awesome. I see this out here, bro. Doing big things right now, man. The city's really out here. The city's got talent. And we're starting. We're really always, starting. Always show has show been. Look around Pasadena. You'll see people in places. Pro right. sports. Yeah. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. It's really interesting to me, bro, because I'm not naturally from Pasadena. So I have like kind of like a different perspective on the city when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And I've lived in multiple cities throughout the U.S. throughout my time of life, especially throughout like my early childhood. Dude, after living in Miami in places like Broward County and, and downtown Miami and everything like that, I've lived in the, in the East Coast, Northeast, in Connecticut, spent time in New York, Boston, Philly, all that. I'm all travel, but like something about Pasadena, the pride that you guys have for the city is infectious because I find myself wanting to really take part in it. Right. You know what I mean? That's not something that I've really experienced in other places. And I like that about the city. Pasadena has a, a identity, a history. Mm-hmm. And if you're from here, you know it. And it's shown. People mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? People people go on social media and, and take pride in it. I, I don't I haven't really seen that uh anywhere else that I've lived in. So that's infectious. It's just dope to see. It's just good energy. And then spending so much time in the city naturally too. It makes sense. Yeah. Appreciate that, bro. Oh yeah, man. That being said, I'm Yes. Side been. So you can turn that up a little bit. Let the people hear it. <laughs> Let me ask this: Where are we on time? How long are your episodes? You? We've been on air for forty minutes. Usually around here. Okay. 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we've hit like an hour, hour. Yeah, we've hit like an hour a couple times. Okay. Fair. Can I ask one question? Yeah, that's been on my mind. Yeah. So that's been on my mind. I would say I I identify as Latino, and I say that because I'm sitting in this room with three black men. Not only is COVID-19 very relevant right now, but Black Lives Matter is as well. We can talk about the politics all day, bro. I hear about the politics all day. What I want to ask about is like emotionally as a human being and as a black man. How are your emotions right now? What, are you are you just as pissed? Are you sad about it? Are you are how are you keeping yourselves up? Because you you three men in this room, I know you guys I know you guys very, very well. You're extremely strong. But damn, this is a little. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I just want to, like, quickly ask about that. We don't have to get too deep into it, you know? But, like, I just want, I just want to see how you guys are doing. Um, man, bro. <laughs> it can be touchy, I know. But, you know, it, 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 it needs to be talked about, too, because, you know, now is the time to do so. Yeah, man. Um... It's one of those questions every time I, I ask myself, it's always like, where do I start? That's, that's always, that's just... Yeah. Where does it start? It just... Honestly, lie. bro, it, it is a lot. Um, as hard as... It, I used to try to not, like, think about it. You know, like, having to overcome 
being a black man. Um, but it's something that you just can't ignore. And now that it's relevant, more relevant than 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 the past, um, it's kind of hard to ignore now, bro. Um, and oftentimes, I find myself because I I work in an affluent neighborhood. I don't see too many other black people mm-hmm. throughout my days. Um, it's a really like rich. Um, old traditional neighborhood um, so I interact with a lot of people who I'm not really sure which side they're on so that's like that's a struggle for me sometimes um, not and, really knowing yeah yeah and then it's funny that I had that question because <laughs> the other day I actually had a client come up to me and you know he me and him were pretty cool uh, we would always talk about sports he's a huge cowboys fan huge bro um so yeah i know bro uh, comes in comes, comes in with his cowboys mask he has his cowboys wallet he slaps it right on the counter with the star facing up so you see that motherfucker he, he's serious about it trash trash uh, disgusting but anyway um yeah and um i was on my break and I just I was chilling or whatever. He came up to talk to me, and you know he started off with sports. I thought it was gonna be a regular conversation. Sure. You know, we get deeper in the conversation. I don't know how it got here, but he was he started talking about everything that was going on. Um, he was talking about um, he asked me how I felt. You know, mm. told him how I felt. I told him you know um, I'm glad that it's being talked about. I'm glad that so many people are becoming more aware right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a protest on Lincoln yesterday. Oh, I word. Yeah. Okay. So like, um, it's still going on. Which protests were like? I'm pretty sure I could know, but which particular protest were they for? Um. It was Black Lives Matter. Okay, okay. They they were shouting Black Lives Matter. Um, They were like blocking off the street a little bit. They had signs. Mm. Um, Mixture of people. You know, black people, white people, Latino people. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, man, like seeing stuff like that, it's it's, it's powerful. Yeah. It's powerful, bro. Um, But anyway, yeah, we get deeper in the conversation and he starts to reveal his true colors. He starts to like let me know who he is because he starts talking about. Mm. Um, he exposes oh, himself. He exposes himself. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, um, you know, uh, what about black on black crime? You know that. You know, you know all the rebuttals. Sure. Um, the whole. Uh, you know the rebuttals. You know the. Uh, you know what they that's are. A, oh, that's what a about line what right a, that says a lot. That says, says a, a lot. Right there. And, and we all know it. Oh, what about black on black crime? Uh, more people get more white people get killed by the police annually than black people. All that shit. He starts going down that rabbit hole, and I'm just like, "Look, man, my break's over, bro. I'm about, to, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to. I was really about to say some shit that like was gonna fuck him up, and like I didn't want him to like come back. And, you know, you're at work, man. Yeah, I'm That's at work. Tough. I got, I gotta be professional. That's tough. Um, I, I stood my ground though. You know, I told him I was like, you know, I was like, bro, it's like you're either racism either is either wrong to you or it isn't. Mm. Like, which one is it? And then I just walked away. Okay. And that's the answer. And that's yeah, bro. And ever since then, like when I see him in there, it's just awkward because like he knows that I'm pissed off, mm. but like he tries to like I don't want to say get my attention, but like he'll like look at me, you know, like expecting me to say something to him. Interesting. I'm just like just waiting for you. Nah, man. Yeah. I, got, I got nothing to say to you, it's dog. Not, it's right. not worth your energy. I got nothing to say to you, dog. So, like, having that interaction after I had already had questions about who, you know, who's on my side and who's not, mm-hmm. for someone to come out and reveal themselves, it's just like, wow. Yeah. Like, it made me put my guards up, like, tenfold. You know? You know what? And, and the fact that that's even... Uh, not to cut you off, it's not, but the fact that I even have to have these internal thoughts throughout my day at work it's just not fair because there's other races that privileged people privileged people don't have those same concerns in their life you're right so yeah bro okay yeah um i was just gonna say like that's kind of just in and itself because it's you, you you said it best like either you're for racism or you're against it you, you like it's one of those there's you, no middle ground the more you think about you we shouldn't have to debate and argue racism 
police brutality. Like, you, like, like people die. You don't have to like really argue for it. Just like look what happened and just like take it from there. Like, uh, anyways, man. I, I feel you, Mike. I hear you, Mike. Yeah, bro. With all that being said, did any of y'all participate in the protest? I did a protest a while ago, but I haven't done a recent one, to be honest with myself. Yeah, I've only done one, too. I know that you were, it was something that you were doing, like, pretty consistently, right? Like, that first week of heavy protests, I was out there, like, a couple times. What was that energy like, man? Oh, shit. The energy was... It felt like I was being a part of history. It felt like you were living a moment right there. Literally. Something that they would write about soon. Something that's going into take for sure. For sure. Because it felt like, first of all, 2020 was already going to be a year like we was already thinking about it like, and this is our track coming on right now. This is Out of Bounds. Woodside Band featuring Jalal Maliki did. You understand that? Just like that. But we're talking about history while we, history is playing. This is 2020 shit too. But 2020 was already gonna be a year that we was like, our our grandkids gonna look at this shit, the history books type shit. You feel me? Just like we was looking at the Black Plague in the history books when we was in high school, middle school. You feel me? This is gonna be a year that they really gonna be like, oh, 2020, they went through the coronavirus, they had protests for George Floyd. Ooh, ooh. What was in those books that we were reading and doing homework for? Pictures, right? We, we had pictures of Martin Luther King and all yeah, the yeah. marching. I, was, I felt like, bro, this is going to be a moment, not only because of a pandemic, global economic crisis, but this black man just got killed. And once again, we're back into the same place where we always are every time a major police shooting happens. We out here tripping. We talking about Black Lives Matter. Ooh, ooh. It's different this time. It's like on another, whole nother scale. We going through a whole damn pandemic. This is crazy. Niggas ain't got nothing to do. Why not go to the protest? This is about to be a part of history. Let me go out here and be a part of this. So that's that's what my interview. There was there there was there was no excuse. There was no excuse. Like I ain't working. Most people weren't at work. Like like why aren't you at the protest? There was no excuse. Like you at least have to show up for one. Just one. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll be real. Like when everything jumped off just for me, I had to really like look at what was going on because you know it's it's like i said it's like history it's one of those it's one of those like 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 uh like those like moments in life like what were you doing and just like it was i don't know like it, it felt like you like like you said people were building themselves like you know who your enemy is and it's like you don't even want it to be like a war or a fight i feel like certain beliefs just when you have that pushback or something like you just like it's just you're gonna have people like you're gonna like not be fucking with them. So like like you said with you and your coworker, like he's revealed himself, said like why is just I feel like why are you criticizing Black Lives Matter? Why can't my life just matter? Like, why are you arguing my life? Right. Let me live. Right, like, right, right. Like, why is this a debate? Like Literally, let me live. Why is this a debate? Like, how, like I've, heard, I've heard the phrase on Twitter, like, just, like, on a snippet of a video, and it was a white person who was, like, you know, they put, like, Black Lives Matter, like, in the street. Mm-hmm. White person was painting over that, mm-hmm. saying, like, this is racist. Black, and then said, Black Lives don't matter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, what the? Bro, you're the racist. <laughs> you're the racist. That's the, that's the racist statement. Black Lives don't matter. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Bro, what's, did y'all see that video of the white kid who not only did a vlog, but he went to the Ku Klux Klan headquarters city that's like in the middle of, I don't know where the fuck, I think like Arkansas or some shit, but he went to the headquarters of where the Ku Klux Klan is, stood on the corner and just said, had a, a flag that said Black Lives Matter. All he did was stand there with that flag and recorded what was to happen, you feel me? And all you see is white people driving around like, have some pride for your race, brother. Black lives don't matter. Get the fuck out of here. Like, bro. I saw that one. I saw, saw what yeah, talking yeah. about, right? Bro. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> I never said white lives don't matter. I, all I said was black lives hey, do. The most part that gets me is the passion. Like, why, why are you putting that much energy to be like, no, you can't, like, you can't say that message here. Like, why, like it's already a fight. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a conflict. 
instantly. I'm working for shit. Why do you have that much? That's hate. That's hate. That's hate. That's the racist shit. That's hate. Like you're putting so much energy into it. It's like we're not saying white lives don't matter. We're not putting that energy into saying they don't. Why are you giving me that energy? What are you doing with your life? Just hate. That's all you do. And that's the crazy part is that he was a white man. So of course he can't say white lives don't matter. I'm white too. What's wrong with Black Lives Matter? It's not opposing or threatening nothing. None of shit that you got going on. I gotta look that video up then. I haven't seen it. That's shit. That's just crazy. Yeah, I, I seen that, and I think it was it was a guy or a girl because there might have been different ones. It was a guy. But I think it was no. I think yeah, it was a guy. He's okay. just on a corner with the sign, and they're cussing him out, mm-hmm. wow. threatening him, mm-hmm. like just over the fact he's saying Black Lives Matter, and he's not even the same. He's just standing there with the sign, and right. they're stopping and like pulling over, slowing down, just talking shit. Amazing. Hmm. I think at the end, like one person was like, "Hey, you're doing a good job." <laughs> <laughs> the one guy. Shout out to that person. Oh, yeah. In the middle of bumfuck over. Shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> give, Shout give, out to you. Give that man the reassurance he needs. That, he needed that win. That's what you do it for. For sure. Some amount of, of respect. Yeah, man. All right, man. Thanks for answering that, guys. I know it may not have been easy, but I just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts because I trust your guys' opinions. Um, you know, I look up to you guys. In a lot of ways, so it's it's. Hey, 2020, you gotta fight hate and racism. <clears throat> it's an interesting year. It's an interesting year. But this bitch going down in history, so let's make all the history we can up in this motherfucker. This gonna be some shit we tell our kids and their kids about. Like, oh my nigga, I remember when 2020, nigga, I was threatened with my life, medically, nigga, physically, nigga. They was coming at me all kinds of ways. Nigga, they was trying to give me the Rona. They was trying to shoot me. They took my job away, motherfucker. Like, hey, nigga, we fought it all. We done fought every way possible that we can. So why not use that energy that they giving us, nigga, and make something great? In a form of art. Some shit that we can still show them in the way. Like, Hey, did 2020 make you stronger? I feel like it made me stronger. Bro. I think it's made us stronger in a lot of it's ways. Made, it's made a lot of us stronger, yeah, for sure. Either go make in more ways break. than one. That's, that's so, exactly. Mind. Something like this is going to make or break you. And right now, it, it, we're... We're here. Yeah, we're here, man. It is what it is. All right, and then, uh, so we're going to... Hey, so that's episode four. Mike and Hassan Show. Thank you for coming, guys. We're just going to, like, cut it now. But, hey, Sway. Yes, sir. Thank you. Of course, man. Jalal Malik. Can thank you. Appreciate y'all for pulling up. For sure. Now let's bump that. <laughs> <laughs> Her feet on the dashboard. We really should brag more.